Radio 92.3. It's a Pensacola expert panel. I'm Jan Casey with Marie Mott from the Department of Health. Good morning. How are you, young lady? I'm doing well, especially when you play music like that to start the show. <laughs> Trying to wake me up. Okay, I won't sing it. <laughs> I know you wanted to share some important things with us this morning regarding our health and things that are going on, right? With, Always. Uh, all right, with sunscreen. I heard you mention that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and I do, do want to say, you know, we have a website um, at escambiahealth.com, and we have lots of great information on the website. Um, one of the things that we feature this time of year is sun safety. And even though we are technically tomorrow, I think, out of summer, right? Is tomorrow the first day of fall or the next day? Is it already? It's, it's this week, I know. Well, it's, it's fall-ish. But, but we do right live now. in Florida, and we are in the Sunshine State, and, uh, and we are outdoors quite a bit this time of year. This is actually a really nice time of year to be outside. Um, but, you know, just want to remind people to protect themselves and um, wear sunscreen when you're outside. Um, I, I put put it on my face every morning, and if, if I'm going out and I don't have on long sleeves and stuff, I put it. Put I it wear on my sunscreen skin too. every single day of the year, um, and, and that's I think appropriate on my face. I'm for, not going to say you know it's every, but always on my face. Yeah, every day, summer um, or winter. But you know, nice the nice weather this week might lead to more beach days for some of us, or outdoor days, or. Football games outdoors. What other things we do this time of year outside? Yeah. Well, it's finally I get to get outdoors time for me. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's not sweltering. I cannot. I want to do all things outside now. So, so protecting your your skin from sun. You know, we we talk about the risk of skin cancer and things like that. It's important. Um, And the hot weather also um, helps to protect against um, heat illnesses. Just because um, if your skin is burned, it does not function like it should in terms of being able to. Um, evaporate and cool you and things like that. So you want to keep from having sunburn so that your skin does the things it needs to do to keep your temperature regulated. Um, you know, another part of that is hydrating and staying in the shade when you can. But um, but all those kind of things still kind of bear truth this time of year, even though we're moving into the fall, um, because it is still a little warm and still very sunny around here. So And that's, that's a blessing, but it, it stays like that for a while here. You know, yeah, so yeah. you're you're 100% correct. One of the things I like about being here is yeah. that it's warm and sunny most of the time. Take that water, put it on that sunscreen. Easy peasy done. Yes, Every day. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about preparedness. We talked about this back yeah. in April or May, one of our shows, um, because we kind of do that to launch the hurricane season. But preparedness is really a year-round thing so this time of year something to be aware of is September is National Preparedness Month Um, for us that means we are in the peak of of the storm season and so we see a lot of activity hopefully we won't this year but this is typical or the trend yeah um, September and early October to see a lot of activity Um, but preparedness goes beyond hurricane preparedness so you know you want to think about preparedness from a year-round thing and from an all-hazard situation and um, and I do want to give a little bit of a, of a referral to our, our really awesome emergency management program here in Escambia County um, our county emergency managers um, are Johnny on the spot they have a great website full of information and very recently either this year or late last year they started a YouTube channel um, called mm-hmm. them and they they put on their little short videos called a minute with EM and there's a lot of great information on those videos so 
lot of times I try to bring them to the show um, to talk about things, and I just didn't get a chance to do that this time. But um, do, I do want to give them a little bit of, of props for the education that they're doing in terms of general emergency preparedness. So A Minute with EM on YouTube is a great resource, as well as BeReadyAscambia.com. BeReadyAscambia.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe, wasn't that started after Ivan? Uh, no, I couldn't tell you that. I, I, I'm showing my age. <laughs> Never mind. Not, not that I wasn't around for Ivan, but <laughs> but uh, I actually was living in Baldwin County at the time. So okay. Actually, was I living in Baldwin County? I was not. I was living here, but I was working in. Okay. Well, I found the site you're talking about, Marie. It's a minute with EM. It's Get Connected. Uh, part one, it's got part two, it's on YouTube, and since it's audio, I'm not going to uh, crank it up, but y'all need to look at this, and I'm going to take a look at it. They're talking about everything uh, from, uh, you know, co- it's like what certain things can do for you, what to do. It's two minutes, I see one, so you have time for this in your day to see, you know, ways that you can be prepared and, and also kind of stay healthy, so it's a minute with EM. Thanks for sharing that, yeah. and uh, also be ready for Escambia.com is another place you can log in and find out most assuredly about hurricane preparedness. Mm-hmm. And, and all kinds of preparedness. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, in the morning when you're brewing your cup of coffee or sipping on your cup of coffee, maybe pull up a video and check it out, you know, while you're doing that. But um, but yeah, preparedness, you know, they, we really focus on hurricane preparedness here yeah. because that's a, a common hazard. Um, but again, preparedness involves a lot of things. I actually have a a sidekick in here with me today. She's being very quiet. Um, but just in case she wants to jump in, I'm going to introduce Lindsay, um, who is one of our planners at the health department. And you can just say hi. Yes, good morning. So wonderful to be here with you guys. Okay, great. So if if, uh, if I feel like I need to ask her a question, y'all won't know where this person is just popping in randomly. But <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, all kind, there's all kinds of hazards that we want to be prepared for. And a lot of them have some common um, steps or action items that you would want to take. So always having a plan for um, what you might need to do in your home if you were in an emergency in your home and what you might need to do to evacuate your home if you ever needed to evacuate your home. Um, because the more you have planned up front, um, the better off you're going to yeah. be when you have to respond. Sometimes we don't have you know, the two days of watching a storm come in to respond to something. We need to be able to take our plan and execute it right away. Um, and from a health perspective, that might mean having a conversation with your doctor, your home health company, um, uh, or if you're a caregiver, somebody that has medical needs with their doctor, home health company, or, you know, thinking about those things that you need to stay well and healthy or to manage medical conditions while you're in an emergency situation. And you look like you had a question. <laughs> I do. I do have a question because we, uh, I wanted to review this because... I was when you said medical emergency and things like that, and and you know medical care and medications are very expensive. Uh, but if you could possibly just have some put back for an emergency, is that something people would want to think about? You know the extra meds because if everything shuts down, the pharmacies are shut down. Um, yeah, I mean backup, you, backup. I guess if you could afford to even have that on hand, if you can, or you can do that. You know, sometimes we're limited in what we can purchase if it's prescription, right? Um, because you can only refill it every so often. But if you get to that situation where you know you have maybe you know you have some on hand and you're already eligible for a refill, go ahead and refill. So you have you're building that back stock. You just want to make sure you rotate those things and use the oldest first. Yeah. Don't 
don't leave the old stuff oh, no. in in the supply chest, no, just, and then it's no good when you go to get it. <laughs> okay, I am not a health professional, as you can tell. I'm taking my advice from Marie Mott with the Florida Department of Health with Scavia County. My thought is just people that have issues, and especially the elderly, you know, and if something comes and then they can't get them, I'm just thinking of my stepmom, my mom, you know, medicines they have to have. Yes. on hand in case of an emergency like yes. a storm and again that is a great conversation to have with the doctor or okay. healthcare provider or nursing company that's helping you with those conditions because they should be guiding you into how to do that um, I actually in the past worked for um, a medical supply company um, providing my background in healthcare is in nutrition I'm a registered dietitian so I worked with patients that were on living at home with what we call tube feeding as the common term it's enteral feeding so they had a a tube and they used a formula and so we always made sure um, in the spring to talk to them about you know how to manage their formula how to pull in a little bit of you know extra stock um, if we could get it for them and then rotate it so again it didn't get old but that if a storm came and there was you know a a two-week lag in delivery because we couldn't get supplies through or whatever that they had something that they could manage with you know during the downtime so Thinking about that with all of your medications and any other supplies you might have related to any medical conditions that you have or that you're caring for other people that have um, is, is an important thing to kind of keep in mind. And like I said, um, your doctor, primary care, or whoever's managing those conditions with you should be helping you to put together that part of the plan. And if, if that has, hasn't even come up, now would be a good time to have those conversations yes you should definitely make sure you have that conversation that should be initiated from from the providers end. but you know a lot of times maybe you haven't been in there in a while or um, you know there's other things you have to talk about so just make sure to, to bring up the topic and and ask those questions you know if you can think think ahead think through what your questions are and have them ready then it makes the conversation go a lot easier what are some other things you wanted to talk about today? I know that we did mention sunscreen, which is year-round here. Should be if it isn't. So go ahead and make that part of your routine routine today. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Skin cancer is a real, real thing. I have family members suffering, suffering from it in extreme ways. So just be sure and sunscreen every day. And if you think about your hands, the only thing about with me, Marie, about the hands is that I wash my hands all the time. Mm-hmm. Have you... You're watching my hands. I know. Like, <laughs> they're, like, clean. they're clean. They're <laughs> clean. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's a real thing. That, so we do want to keep sunscreen on. We're talking with Marie Mott from the Florida Department of Health. It's News Radio 92.3. And you can text your questions, your concerns, 850-437-1620. Talking about September is, is preparedness mm-hmm. month, if I could say the word, preparedness month. Yes, and, and we talked a little bit about, you know, pre- medical condition preparedness. Um, another thing to be thinking about is if you did need to leave your home, you know, we talked about having supplies on hand, but then also maybe having a checklist of what you need to take if you had to evacuate and having an evacuation plan. So if you, you know, I, I remember going through this exercise when, when my mother was living with us. She had a lot of medical conditions, and we had contingencies for you know, if we had to leave the house, if we had to leave the city, did, you know, you know, what would we do? Um, she happened to be, at the time, a dialysis patient. So that's another conversation to have. If, if you are a patient that uses dialysis, your dialysis center should be having those conversations with you as well. Um, 
but you know kind of where would you go if you needed to leave um, the city because you had to you know because of whatever emergency was going on so um, if you have I know that the county put you know opens shelters for storms and hurricanes that and that happened uh, recently with um, those storms back in June yeah it was severe thunderstorms Mm -hmm. yeah um so that's Lindsay y'all yeah that was Lindsay thank you Lindsay because I was going please help me with this one (laughs) (laughs) I remember they opened the shelters um you know so the shelters are you know if you're in a lurch and you don't have anywhere to go it's nice to know that they're there but I can tell you from personal experience they are not comfortable (laughs) it is not um the Ritz not that you would expect it to be but if you have an opportunity to go um up you know north of I-10 and stay with a family member or um, maybe up to Atmore or you know somewhere um that you can you can be more comfortable then that's another thing to kind of put into place like what are your option a option b option c if you had to leave the city so so something to think about there and, and that's no matter your age doesn't matter that you're elderly it's just whoever you are you know have those things in play right I just wanted to mention because you addressed being a caregiver for your mother and that's so often where community members feel overwhelmed and stressed making a plan. So the American Association for Alzheimer's has a really great series on YouTube where they interviewed firsthand survivors from Hurricane Ian in Fort Myers who had gone through being a caregiver, going through an emergency plan, what that was like and those lessons learned so you can implement that for your own family members. That That's I didn't know about that. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's great. To and know. where can you find that? That's on YouTube. The uh, American Association for Alzheimer's has a disaster preparedness for dementia caregivers series. Okay. So that's that's great. Yeah. Uh, another thing to think about, you know, if you're a single person with no obligations, maybe you're a student. This is a good example. Um, what do you do if the university or the college closes and you have to, to find somewhere to go? So be thinking ahead about you know who could you shelter with where could you go how far away from home your home home are you um and you know could you get there if you needed to um and you know have some things kind of lined up again a couple of different options because you just never know what kind of emergency we might end up in be thinking those think thinking through those things <laughs> yeah and have your phone charged uh battery operated things i'm i'm thinking of hurricane that's just where my mind always goes I've lived here my entire life. You know, have some batteries available, battery, little battery radio, Mm -hmm. things like that. Have your phone charged and have a plan in play of where you're going to go. Make sure, you know, and if it's like last minute, just like you were saying earlier, maybe we don't have time. We don't have that window of days. Right. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. I mean, sometimes something has happened. What do we do? Right. You know, what is the answer? So, yeah. Um, And then another set of, and I'm going to say quote unquote people to think about because they're people to us, even though they may not be, (laughs) is our pets, right? Yes, they are. They are our little babies. Um, So thinking about your pet plan as well. Again, if you had to evacuate, um, you know, what would you do with your pets? Would you be able to take them with you? Do you have the supplies that they need? Do they have medications? Um, you know, always thinking about, you know, something as simple as having enough water for everybody. So, um, so really do think about, you know, maybe walking through a couple of your everyday normal days and, and writing down the things that you do during those days and what, you know, what would you have to do if you evacuated to maintain 
the people or the the fur people in your life that that you come and encounter during those you know during everyday life so so I think I'm gonna I don't know Lindsay you have anything to add have I covered everything well she's my expert I know that sounds amazing um this month again is national preparedness month and also our focus this month is specifically on older adults since that's one of our most vulnerable populations in any kind of extreme conditions whether it's a hurricane or heat advisories so we really emphasize checking in with those family members checking in with your friends and neighbors see if there's anything you can do for those in your community because it may be real easy for you to reach out and help with something that they're really struggling with that's that's great that's probably the best tip of the day so far (laughs) definitely check yeah checking in on each other well you say non-hurricane emergencies what are some incidences that you're talking about well I mean you know weather ones that might happen around here would be tornadoes floods Um, we even had an ice storm about nine years ago Um, yes we did very unexpected but you know those things might impact power or supply chains things like that um you know, a, a personally, we haven't had, you know, widespread fires or anything around here like other parts of the country, but even a, a single house fire could cause an emergency for that family, right? So, um, so any kind of emergency that might take you away from your home or, or leave you stranded at your home one, one way or the other are the things you want to be thinking about. Um, Let's see. Can you think of any other examples, Lindsay? Or we're always emphasizing that you may even need to be prepared to shelter in place. Um, there are a variety of different reasons. You know, if there's traffic issues in the region or some kind of incident occurs in the city, you may be asked not to leave your home. So, hopefully, we will never have to deal with that. Although it does kind of remind me of COVID times when we were asked to stay home more than go oh, out. Well, that what. That was that was probably a lived example for a lot of people, mm-hmm. yeah. And so. some <clears throat> some of the things that uh, you can do is like prepare yourself, have the tools and resources to help you and your family prepare for any disaster, and that's on your website. Also, community prepared with preparedness, like Lindsay said, you know, uh, be ready, have yours ready, and be ready to help someone else if possible. Healthcare system preparedness preparedness just means you know have your medications ready, have you know, get in touch with your doctor, have these hard conversations. There's training exercises and evaluation, environmental health preparedness. You have it all on your website and and you can go over these things. I would suggest that you do that because let's go ahead and get ready and read over this information and not be caught off guard because we have a plethora of information right here at the floridahealth.gov website on being prepared. One of the things I like to talk about, it's uh, have cash on hand if you can. Yeah. And there have been times in my life where I, I couldn't, I didn't have any cash. But even if it's a dollar, if it's $5, just have something Sometimes on hand. Better than nothing. Yes, ma'am. Just have something on hand, you know, and be ready. Plastic bags, keep those in your home to put things in that would possibly get wet. Like a tornado warning. Oh, my goodness. We don't get that many, but we do get them. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that's important to remember is to have a communication plan. Yeah. So, um, think think about the ways and talk about them with the people you need to communicate with in advance of how you would touch base if, if something happened to you or to them. You know, if something happens while my kids are in school and I'm at work and my husband's at work, how are we going to get back together if, if there's, you know, barriers to going home, for example. So... 
Um, you know, where would you meet up? How would you reach each other? Those kind of things are good, good conversation items too. This is on your website. This is interesting. This is interesting, Marie. Build a kit, which we talk about that a lot. Get your kit ready. What is your, what is your kit? A little bit of cash, water, maybe some wipes, sandy wipes, things like that, that you're not going to necessarily use every day. There's also maps that you can get together. There's disaster behavioral health, which means if uh, either your pets are panicking or your children, family members are panicking, there's advice on what to do and how you can deal with that. You got to make a plan. Like Marie said, let's go ahead and have our plan. Let's not wait till day of, you know, week, uh, minutes before go ahead and say, all right, Here's what I'm going to do. And there is a place that you can find this information. ReadyGov, make a plan. Develop a family hurricane preparedness plan. And there's also information uh, for disaster evacuation. Like y'all said, like Marie and Lindsay said, in any situation, doesn't have to be a hurricane. You know, let's just say our power's out. Let's just say a tree falls on our house during one of our random tornado experiences. What can we do? You can find that information at the Florida Department of Health, Escambia.org. I hope I said that correctly. Or Be Ready Escambia, at, like Marie said earlier. Yeah, Be Ready Escambia is probably going to take you the one. most direct route yeah. to, to a lot of that information. But, yes, it's on. you can get to it from EscambiaHealth.com. You can get to it from FloridaHealth.gov. Um, that you know it's all kind of connected and and yes those those templates on um, on be ready or ready.gov are um, great exercise template like that's a great thing to sit down with your family your kids your parents you know whoever you are however your family is is built and go through that and and kind of help put together those those types of plans and things that we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes and one of the things we didn't mention and you're a nutritionist in your former career canned goods canned Mm -hmm. foods yes maybe the pop tops for the elderly so things that are yeah heat either not heat and eat but ready to eat items things that are in a box or or yeah pop top if if they can get those open just you know have a supply of food at least a week on hand and water as well and check on everybody now right let's check on everybody communicate with our family members and our friends and have a plan in place. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Marie, for coming in and sharing this information. September is National Preparedness Month. National Preparedness Month. It's a Pensacola expert panel. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Gulf Breeze, Milton, Pennsylvania.